Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul, your host as always. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the thousands of listeners who are listening to our podcast. Uh, I really appreciate you listening. Uh, hopefully you get something out of it. Um, and you share with other folks who want to learn the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related about it. We kind of sometimes go off topic on some tangent every now and then, but that's all good. That's what electricians do, man. Sometimes we kind of take a left when we should have taken a right, and you know we do what we do. Uh, so today's episode, we are going to talk about anti-short bushings. We're going to talk about, some people call them redheads. I've had people call them red hats because um, they look like little red top hats and uh, whatever you want to call them. Um, I've had people talk about them, and I've had to be... I should say, I had to be a consultant on a couple bigger jobs where the inspection authorities were forcing them to be used when they weren't required, and it could have cost a lot of money. And I know other educators have similar stories. Um, luckily, m- all the times that I've been involved with them, clearer heads have prevailed, and they went, oh, okay. Okay. Um, so I did have one occasion, and I'll talk about it, where the inspector was incorrect about the concept. But he did catch a problem, and that that electrician made a mistake. And well, uh, the redheads or the, or the anti-short bushings are what actually drew their attention to it, where they didn't need to be used. But that drew the attention. Anyway, long story. But I'll give you the synopsis of it here in a minute. So stay tuned for that. So as you hadn't gathered, we're going to talk anti-short bushings today. Most notably, we're going to talk about their use with AC cable. That's armored cable. And we're going to talk about their use with uh, MC cable, uh, metal clad cable. Okay, uh, so that's what we're going to talk about. That's the that's going to be the topic of today's episode because there still seems, even today, to be some misconception about the the aspects of when you use these and when they don't. And one of the reasons I believe this happens is because is that manufacturers, um, as part of their process, uh, we still send these anti-short bushings with, um, these anti-short insulated bushings with our cables, whether they're MC or AC cable. I still think that, and I know we do, and we don't send as many as we used to at Encore. Uh, we still send them. Um, we don't send as many because I convinced them that you don't need to send so many because it's, you know, but I don't want to blow the whistle now. I'll, I'll tell you later. But after the analysis with people and say, look, you don't, you know, you have to understand what the code says. And there's a lot of people out there that are a bit overzealous and they don't care what the code says. They say, well, I'm the inspector or I'm the HJ. You're going to do what I tell you because this is what I've done for the last 30 years when I was an electrician. And it's almost like they want to carry it on and make you do it. And uh, yeah, I help electricians and inspectors all over the country and I love my my electrical inspectors, I love my electricians, but I can. There are those few out there who want that chip on their shoulder, and you know they really would make you do things simply because somebody made them do it. Not the way to be, but you know what? I'm not going to tell people how to do their job. So let's just talk about the code rules, and that keeps me safe, right? We'll just we'll talk just code, and that way I don't have to worry about breaching any any personal opinions or any hurting anybody's opinions, right? All right, so today's episode, anti-short bushings, insulated bushings. Um, 
First things first, let's talk AC cable. Article 320 of the National Electrical Code. Incidentally, we're in the 2017 edition, uh, but Article 320 was the same for the 2014 as well as the 2011. So this, you know, hopefully you're on one of those cycles. If you're not all the way on the 2017 yet, I encourage you to, what, what are you waiting for, man? Legislation in your state? Get together, man. Each time we work on these things, they get better and better and better. All right, so uh, I know there's those naysayers out there on that one little message board that says, no, no, the manufacturers control everything. You know what? The manufacturers keep you out of trouble. That's why. All right, so we're going to look at 320.40, dealing with boxes and fittings. So the first place we'll start is at armored cable. All right, so what is, of course, we all know what armored cable is. It's designed under UL4. Uh, It is an armor uh, typically a steel armor. Um, it could be steel or aluminum, but it's typically the armor. And in this armor, we have a thin bonding conductor that runs the entire length of the armor. It could be a wire, or it could be a strap, uh, um, excuse me, a, a strip of metal that runs the entire length, and that intimately bonds all of the convolutions. That's why under 250.118 AC cable, the armor is listed as an effective ground fault current path as long as you use fittings that are designed for use with AC cable. That that armor can effectively clear an overcurrent protected device if everything's installed properly, use the proper fittings, and you do everything properly. However, when you have the conductors that are inside of an AC cable, that you have to do something different. One, you have to make sure you use the right fitting. Okay. But secondly, you've got to do something else. So let's read what it says in 320.40, boxes and fittings. It says, at all points where the armor of AC cable terminates, again, again, at all points, a fitting shall be provided to protect wires from abrasion unless, okay, unless the design of the actual outlet box or the fitting is such, like an insulated throat or what have you, that's integrated into the fitting, it would be a good example, Uh, as such as to afford equivalent protection. And then it goes on to say, and here's where it comes into the anti-short brushing, it says, and, there's not an or here, it says, and. So remember, if you're studying for an exam, and means this and that. So there it has to have protection from abrasion, integrated into the box or the fitting, okay, or separate if it's not integrated into the design. And then it goes on to say, and in addition, it says, in addition, an insulating bushing or its equivalent protection shall be provided between the conductors and the armor. That's your anti-short bushing. That's your direct rule that requires you to use these anti-short bushings. Okay? And so... Many people refer to them as redheads or red hats or top hats or, or whatever you want to call them. Uh, whatever around the country, the slang you want to use, they're, they're, they're really anti-short bushings or they're really, to be honest with you, they're insulating bushings that are designed to separate between the conductors and the armor. They slip right down into it. The other thing about the AC cable is says once that connector or clamp is actually in place and it's fastened to the box or a cabinet, The design of that fitting has to be such that I can identify that insulating bushing after it's installed during the inspection process. So he has to be able to look at it and tell that it has 
the actual um, insulated bushing in it. Okay, so that takes me to the to the funny story because again we're dealing with AC cable. Um, wait a minute, no, I'm not going to tell you the story yet because it really involves MC as well. So I'm going to move on. All right, so uh, I'll, I'll give you that in a second because you'll like this little story. All right, so here it is. It clearly states that they have to be visible, these insulated bushings, inside of the cable that separates the armor from the conductor uh, in order it, prior to the installation. All right? Um, obviously, also, in the 2017 code, it made it very clear that the, the AC cable and the fittings all have to be listed as well. But here, you also have the requirement for the... Uh, at the points where the armor terminates, has to be protected from abrasion unless it's already inherent in the box or inherent in the fitting that's listed. And in addition, you're going to have to have that insulated bushing. So this is a direct rule that requires you to use those. Now, and you also have to be able to show that it's visible after the installation, okay, for inspection, okay, once it's connected to the box or cabinet. And that's usually a fitting that has a little hole in it and you can look through it and you can actually see the the actual insulated bushing in there and that's what the inspectors are looking for. Now, let's move over to 330. First thing you'll notice under the 2017 code is that 330.40 is no longer there. There's a little dot there that'll tell you that, oops, it's been removed. Okay, well, a little history here. Even if you had looked in the 2014 code and you saw 330.40, you'll notice that it doesn't say anything in there that's similar to the language that's in 320.40 when it comes to a insulated bushing requirement. It's not there. You did have to use a listed fitting, okay, listed for use in MC, but you didn't have to visualize anything after the inspection, okay. Um, granted, you got to know how to install the fitting, push it all the way up to the throat and do all that right, but it didn't ask for any type of visualization when it came to insulated bushing because there was none required for MC. Okay, so under 330.6, which is again a new section, it kind of bought the listing requirements into one good location. And we see this throughout many of the wiring methods now in the .6 listing, uh, or the .6 section of those respective uh, wiring methods. It says, most notably for the cable kind, it says listing requirements. MC cables shall be listed. Fittings used for connecting type MC cable to boxes cabinets or other equipment shall be listed and identified for such use. So we have to make sure that the MC fitting is designed for use with the MC cable. Now it can get tricky because you have things like smart ground products and you have things like healthcare facility uh, type of MC which are different and they require a different type of fitting. Okay. Smart ground type of products is where you don't have an insulated equipment grounding conductor in there, which is generally required in standard MC cable and doesn't necessarily have to be insulated in standard MC, but you are required to have an equipment grounding conductor in normal MC cable. Um, but what this says is, now it is required to be insulated if it's in a healthcare facility, so don't get confused with that. But the point here is you can't use the armor the same way you can in AC cable. We're talking just basic MC cable versus basic AC cable. All right, because you don't have that metal bonding strip in MC cable that you have in AC cable, which runs the entire convolution. And that's what helps the armor be an effective ground fault current path. Now, you still have to bond the armor under the MC cable, but it doesn't qualify as an effective ground fault current path. And certainly wouldn't qualify as a low impedance path due to the convolutions that aren't, aren't intimately connected. 
I mean, they're connected due to the spiral effect of the armor, but they're not intimately directly connected like they would in an AC cable where you have a conductor running the entire length that physically has all the armors in close proximity touching each other. All right? So there is a difference. Typical MC cable has an equipment ground in it where AC does not. When you have the MC cable and you want the armor to truly be used the same way that AC cable can be used, then we have to add a bare conductor in there. Typically, it's, it's, it's going to be an aluminum grounding slash bonding conductor. And you install that in it, and it runs the entire length of the armor. Now, once you get to the end, you just snip it off because its job is done. All it was trying to do was make sure that all those convolutions are, are touching each other. Now, with AC cable, you that little wire, you bend it back, and it falls within the convolutions. Well, you don't want to do that when it comes to the MC cable, uh, especially the smart ground type products or, or even the healthcare facility products because it's too thick to fit in those convolutions and it changes the fitting and the outer diameter of the cable gets altered. So you make sure you want to just cut that off. Once it's done its job, you get to the fitting, just snip that bare aluminum conductor off. It's it's done. Usually it's 10 gauge and for the smaller conductors, uh, when you start getting over the 10 gauge conductors inside, then you kind of potentially get to where you need an 8 gauge, uh, but that's rare. That's larger aspects of the healthcare facility cable and that can't go any larger than a 6 gauge incidentally. Um, but keep it on track. The MC cable, normal cable, you have to have a listed fitting. Now, if it's a smart ground type of problem or if you're, or if you're familiar with a competitor who makes something called an MCAP and they're using the armor as an effective ground fault current path, then you have to use a special fitting and that would be an MCI-A. And that dash A tells you that the A could mean that the armor is being used in an effective ground fault current path or you could say the A is a advanced method of fitting system. And if that's the case, they have to be identified for their use, and that's where you get the MCI-A. So that but in no place here did the MC cable require you to use the anti-short bushing. Now as manufacturers we will send them a lot of times because we know that inspectors don't understand the difference in these rules and they might make you use the anti-short bushing. They shouldn't make you do it because it's not required in 330.6. Okay? It is required in 320.40 for AC cable. Um, so um, is it going to hurt anything for you to install it at MC cable? Absolutely not. Is it required? Absolutely not. If you want to use them, great. Now here's other people that say, well, since the manufacturers provide them, then that's part of their listing. So you've got to use them if the manufacturer gives them. That is also incorrect. If you look at our listing, the listing and valuation for the product says nothing about the use of these anti-short bushings in an MC product that we get evaluated to UL 1569. We send these to you in a baggie as a courtesy. Okay, We send them to you as a gift, if you will. If I had my way, I wouldn't send you any of them with MC cable. But we send them to you. Okay. So that's not part of the listing. It's just something that we give you. Um, if they get lost in transit, who cares? All right. I have a lot of inspectors who will say, nope, that's part of your listing. Absolutely not. It is not part of our listing. We just are giving these to you. Okay. You can agree to disagree all you want, but the code supports us. Now, the other thing about that is I've had an installation, and this is a story I was telling you. I had an installation where a guy did a huge building, um, and he used MC and he used fittings and the inspector came through 
And the inspector thought that he needed anti-short bushings. So he went through the building and he was failing the guy for not having the anti-short bushings. And what he said was, you have to rip out all of these terminations because you didn't use anti-short bushings on your MC cable. Well, I said, no, that's incorrect. Um, you don't need anti-short bushings on it. When they sent me a picture of the installation, I looked at it real closely. And what I did notice, what it, they used MC cable, but they used an AC cable connector or fitting that wasn't dual rated. It was only rated for AC cable, but they were using it on an MC cable. Not to mention, it was a set screw type that you can't use on that MC cable because that MC cable was aluminum and you can't use set screw. You gotta use saddleback style. They won't penetrate the armor. So, inadvertently, the inspector thought it was a problem because there wasn't any anti-short bushings. Ultimately, it was a much bigger problem because the, you know, the electrician was livid because he's like, I know I've watched your stuff or I've listened to you and I don't have to use anti-shorts and I agree. With MC Cable, you didn't. However, you didn't do enough research and you used the wrong fitting and you used the wrong style and it was a concern and you ultimately had to end up taking all of those fittings loose. They ultimately had to end up cutting, uh, uh, you know, making alterations in all places, and it became very costly because they used the wrong fitting. So, moral of the story, make sure the fitting you're using matches the type of product you're using. Make sure they're all listed. Make sure that you're in many of these connectors today, like our friends at Bridgeport Fittings, or even Thomas & Betts as well, the fittings are kind of multi-listed. You can get fittings that are MC, AC cable, MCI-A. Uh, MCI-A, incidentally, will also work in a healthcare facility, but sometimes they make the MCIs that are green, MCI-As that are green, and it kind of makes you think that that's the only ones you can use for healthcare. That's not true. Uh, all you're really looking for is something that says MCI-A. That A, again, is an advanced or something that tells you that the armor is being used as an effective ground fault current path. Um, and that it's been evaluated for use with that armor. Uh, that means it is a specialty type of MC cable where you are allowed to use the armor because normal MC cable, you can't use the armor, even though you still got to bond it, and that's what the fitting is for. You're not literally using the armor to carry ground fault current in order to clear uh, an overcurrent device, okay? Or short circuit current as well to clear an overcurrent device. I mean, you're not doing that with the armor on an MC cable. It might happen depending on how close it is to the fitting or to the overcurrent device, but that's not your intended goal, okay? Um, that's why we put an insulated equipment ground connector. But we do have the bonding, and the bonding gives you the best chance at clearing something. But we don't allow you, and it, and it probably will clear something, but you can't rely on it to clear an overcurrent device, okay? So that's why we require the equipment grounding conductor in an MC cable. Unless, of course, you use one of these smart ground products or one of these enhanced type of MC cables. Okay, That's an awful lot of information lumped in there. I could probably do a whole podcast just on MC cables, smart ground, and healthcare facilities, and the differences and all that. But I just wanted to give you the overall because that's why you like listening to the podcast. So let's go back and summarize this and end this thing. AC cable. 320.40 does indeed require you to use an anti-short bushing. Redhead, red hat, top hat, whatever you want to call it, it's required. Both the fittings and the cable have to be listed, but you're still required to have this insulated bushing between the conductors and the armor. 
When it comes to the NC cable, it is not required. The fitting has to be listed to be used with that cable assembly. It already has an inherent construction style plus the makeup of MC cable with the polymeric wrap material or the thicker paper type of wrapping material of the individual conductors leads to better protection and you're not required to have this insulated bushing between the conductors and the armor. Okay, It's inherent with the design of the product and the fitting design. So MC cable, not required. If we happen to ship them to you, can you use them? Most certainly. Most certainly. Is it part of the listing because we ship them to you? Absolutely not. We're just shipping you out of convenience. Okay. If you want to toss them away, toss them away. Only you knew they existed. Okay. Get rid of them. Is this one of the rare times that if I think my inspector would tell me I have to use them for MC and I get my wire and I get it and I look at it and there's a bag of these on there and I my intention is not to use them, Maybe the best thing you could do is take them, rip them off, and throw them away before you even start getting to the job. I'm just saying. They're not required. However, you might be at a company that says, oh, no, I'm going to use them because every ounce of protection is a chance that I won't have to worry about a a potential issue. Hey, by all means, use them. I encourage you if you you feel that way. that's That's what's so great about the code. This is a classic example where you can use them and go above the code if you want to. It's certainly not going to hurt anything. Okay. Anyway, that was a lot of information in a short amount of time. Even for me, this was like a 20-minute podcast. Um, Again, the story behind anti-short bushings, the details behind it, when you have to have them, when you don't. I gave you a lot of information. Hopefully, you got something out of it. Um, Until next time, folks, hey, stay safe out there. Visit our website at uh, electricalcodeacademy.com, masterthenec.com. you know, just go on Google and search for Master the NEC. You'll find us. Uh, go to Facebook and search for Master the NEC. You'll find us. Uh, go to our Twitter feed, which is at Master the NEC. Uh, if you're interested, if you're a master electrician and you want to become a certified master electrical co professional, visit our mycmecp.com or cmecpcertified.com. Learn more about the program. Take your game to the next level. Um, if you really want to listen to the podcast, obviously you can listen to Spreaker, you're listening to them here, or you can get to all of our social media is available on our website. So I encourage you to listen to it. I encourage you to share it. Uh, listen to it and share it with others because everybody has something to learn, my friend. So let's all learn together. All right, God bless. Till next time, stay safe.